T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But right now we're going to talk some baseball with our buddy Danny Vietti of the Believe Network and CBS Sports because the Braves made a move that... I know for me, Danny, I was kind of scratching my head a little bit. Let me know what you think about this Chris Sale deal. I, it's not so much the Vaughn Grissom move for me. I had a feeling he'd be gone. But it's banking on Sale and giving him an extension when, frankly, he hasn't been himself in about five years. The extension surprised me a bit. Um, at the end of the day, though, I think what Atlanta is going for is they're basically betting on, on all of his injuries and injury history being in the rearview mirror. And I know that might be a little uh, too optimistic when you consider his recent injury history. I mean, he hasn't pitched more than 15 starts in I think three or four years at this point. Um, But when you take into account the injuries that he has suffered recently, it's been a combination of playing injuries and also some misfortune. He had a bike accident. uh, I think it was a year and a half ago that uh, sidelined him for, for three or four months. Um, he finally came back from injury last season, got hit with a comebacker at Yankee stadium on his pitching hand. So you combine pitching, playing injuries, that's going to happen when you play long enough in this league. And then you, you add that on with some very unfortunate timing with the bike accident and the comebacker that hit him in his, in his pitching hand. Uh, it adds up to a lot of games missed. So I think Atlanta is betting on one, his arm is healthy because of the surgeries that he came back on the other side of. And then secondly, they're kind of hoping that the misfortune is, is over and done with. All right. So even if, let's say all that comes to fruition, I still think they need another starter because Danny, the past couple of seasons, bats went completely cold in the playoffs. Couldn't get out of the divisional round and you can't, they can't even really tweak this lineup that much because frankly, it's really good. I mean, where can you even make the concession to say that they need so much help? They made the move for Kelnick to play left field this season after Eddie Rosario left. But at the same time, okay, so if the bats are going to be a question mark in the playoffs, you need to fortify this rotation as much as possible. And I still think they need to add another arm. But my fear is, Danny, that they won't. My guess would be, especially when you consider the payroll. So right now, according to the spot track, the Atlanta Braves are projected to have the third highest payroll in baseball in 2024 behind only the Mets and the Phillies. And and that could change. You know, there's a lot to be worked out for agency here. There's still a lot of dominoes left on the board here, left to fall. So a a lot could change arbitration as well. So um, that's still in flux, but right now third highest payroll and you already have a, a, a more or less set roster at this point. You take a look at their rotation, Strider, Freed, Morton, now Chris Sale, and then Bryce Elder. 
And then not to mention, too, they still have Ian Anderson, who is on their 40-man roster and coming back from Tommy John surgery. So you have a little bit of depth there, hopefully, uh, as well. Um, I think baseball is tough because it, it's not really one in the offseason. A lot of the times you pick up those key free agents at the midseason point. You know, guys like Atlanta on their World Series run, when they were able to pick up Jock Peterson and Edwin Rosario and, and guys that um, you don't expect to be lifting your team to a world series, but that's inevitably what ends up happening in baseball time in and time out. Um, it's not always the superstars. Sometimes it's the key pickups and the minor moves you make in the middle of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Jorge Soler hit the shot heard around the world that basically secured the world series for the Braves as well. As we're talking with our buddy, Danny Vietti, CBS sports and believe network, follow him and catch his stuff there. All right. You mentioned the Mets in the NL East. They're sort of puzzling right now because they let their two big horses go in Verlander and Scherzer. DeGrom's no longer there. Alonzo isn't signed to a big deal. Are they going to be a threat for the Braves in the NL East or what? I would say at this point, it's really Philly and Atlanta that are going to be your, your two-headed horsemen basically fighting for that crown in the NL East a lot like it was last season. Now, I say that, and there's always seems to be a team that, come out of the, that comes out of the woodworks every single season. Miami was very competitive this year. They like what they have front office-wise, getting the ex-raised general manager in the front office now in Miami. They seem to like the young core that they have and what Skip Schumacher brings as a manager. Um, so they could, you know, they're going to be competitive as well. Um, but you mentioned Jorge Soler. He was uh, their best power hitter last season. He's a free agent, and we'll see if Miami's able to retain him, but it's looking more and more unlikely. So, um yeah, I would say right now, I mean, Philly with their ability to spend money, the talent they already have on their roster, them and Atlanta are head and shoulders above the next group. New York's puzzling because I do think that at the end of the day, they made the right decision to unload Scherzer and Verlander at the deadline this last offseason. They basically did the counter opposite of what the Padres did, uh, and they ended up having the same exact fate. The only difference is, is that the Mets actually got prospects in return whereas the Padres now, unfortunately, are likely going to have to wave goodbye uh, to guys like, like Blake Snell. So both missed the playoffs. The Mets, in return, got some future, um, or at least some, some optimism for their future. So I don't think the Mets are ready to compete in, in 2024. That, that's my take on it. I, I don't think right now, timeline-wise, with that front office, they've already been outspoken about competing in 2025. You mentioned Pete Alonso. He's going to be a free agent after this next season. That's going to be a big question mark hanging over their heads as well. So I'd say the New York Mets are a bit puzzling with how they're going about their offseason. And guys like Joey Wendell, very middle-tier players at best. Um, I, I don't expect the Mets to be really competing for an NL East title next year, to be honest. Do you feel like what the Dodgers did with Otani was against the spirit of the rules of baseball? <laughs> it's... Uh, I'll say this. If you do feel that way, and I, and I will, I will answer that. Um, but if you do feel like it was against the spirit of baseball or if it was uh, rigging the system, definitely don't blame the Dodgers themselves. You know, if anything, this was, you know, this is a collective bargaining agreement that was agreed upon between the players association and the 30 major league baseball owners. So, if you're pointing fingers, putting blame on anybody, and I'm sure there are people in in Atlanta that were unhappy about the, the deal, um, understandably so. But at the end of the day, it was the Atlanta Braves owner, the uh, players for the Atlanta Braves player union, their player union rep, all 
including the Braves, all 30, you know, player reps and, and player owners agreed on this collective bargaining agreement. So at the end of the day, this was agreed upon and the Dodgers did not break any rules. Were there lawyers involved using fine print and finding loopholes? Absolutely. But that's their prerogative. And that's the prerogative of the other 29 other teams. So uh, to answer your question, I thought it was very um, wise to say the least, but uh, is it good for baseball? Probably not because now you already have a team that's had the highest payroll in I think seven of the previous eight seasons. And now they're finding new ways to spend even more money. So the, uh, the competitive advantage aspect is probably not great for baseball, but I also give the Dodgers credit for finding the loophole because like I said, the other 29 other teams had that same opportunity. Along those same lines, giving a pitcher who's never thrown a pitch in major league baseball, despite all of his success in Japan is it a bad, not a bad omen, but a sign of the times in a negative way that Yamamoto's contract was what it was, and that sort of just makes the competitive disadvantage that you were just talking about between teams like the Dodgers and teams like the Orioles, an up-and-coming team from last year who simply would never be in a position to dole out that type of contract. The market's insane right now. I, I, it's been the last couple of years, really. So uh, during the COVID 2020 season, contracts were down. I mean, we were wondering, like, is anybody going to sign guys like Carlos Correa, who, yes, maybe has a little bit of an injury history, but Carlos Correa was a perennial all-star and went at his best an MVP candidate. And Carlos Correa was having a hard time get, getting a contract before he ended up signing uh, that, that, that kind of strange – year-by-year uh, year deal with Minnesota, and then the next year he ended up getting a longer contract. But uh, after 2020, uh, it, there were a lot of question marks of where the league stood. And then all of a sudden, 2021, 22, you know, here in 23, 24, I mean, you're, if you're not paying a free agent starting pitcher and a guy that could slot in as a number one, two, three starter, if you're not at, you know, get putting $200-plus million on the table – um, you, you could be out of the sweet sticks. I mean, Imanaga, who's going to come over from Asia as well, he's likely one of the next top pitching dominoes to fall here in free agency. Uh, he's expecting to get $100 million. He's going to be getting uh, a, year, you know, a couple of years ago, even five years ago, I would guess Imanaga is probably looking for a $60 million contract. It's now double. So I think a lot of teams, such as this last week when the San Francisco Giants made a deal for Robbie, uh, Robbie Ray in Seattle, I think teams are looking at the free agency market and looking at, man, like, are these starters really worth this amount of investment? And I think a lot of front offices, San Francisco included, are, are flinching a bit and they're a little hesitant. And so I think the trade market with guys like Dylan Seas, Corbin Burns, uh, these, uh, Shane Bieber, these guys are going to become increasingly more valuable as they approach their free agencies year because not everyone wants to pay a frontline starter $300 million, $200 million. No, I absolutely agree as we're wrapping up our conversation here with Danny Vietti of CBS Sports and the Believe Network. All right, so one thing I'm fascinated by is the future of baseball broadcasting because if anyone's been following, you know, the parent company of Bally Sports, that's where the Braves games are here locally. They've been going through some really hard financial times, and there's been deals worked out for the short term but not the long term. So, Danny, what do you see the future? I know it looks like 2024 is going to be taken care of, but the long-term future, where do you think Braves fans and fans of baseball are going to be watching games? If last year was any, um, you know, uh, uh, 
look ahead to the to the future, it would be that Major League Baseball is likely to own the broadcasting rights to all 30 Major League teams, and, and who knows, by then maybe it could be even more than 30 teams. Last year, the Bali Sports San Diego, uh, they fell under right around May, I think it was, and Major League Baseball had a, you know, a, a very solid system in place. They took over the broadcasting rights immediately, and the, the, the best thing about it was that because it was through Major League Baseball, they actually took away some of the blackout restrictions that have been very controversial over the last you know, couple decades, really, ever since uh, sports started streaming so much. Um, so l- like last year, for example, San Diegans could actually watch Padre games on MLB.tv that they paid so much money for. And years prior, because of the regional TV networks and the deals that were in place before, there were blackout restrictions. So you would pay $180 for Major League Baseball TV. You'd go to watch your favorite team, and you weren't allowed to do so. Now with Major League Baseball essentially becoming more and more of a TV monopoly, they're going to have a little bit more power to say what they want fans to be able to watch, what they don't want to be able to watch. And that can be scary. Obviously, the word monopoly can get, um, you know, that, that can scare some people off. But Major League Baseball, in my opinion, you know, in a couple of years, if not sooner, will probably have control of, of broadcasting rights across all their teams. Yeah, I just find it fascinating. If, if Major League Baseball gets his hands back on all the TV broadcast rights, then how do they package it? Are you talking about if you want to watch all the Braves games, it's $150 for the year. If you want to watch the entire NL East, it's $200. Like, I just think it's, it's fascinating where the broadcasting could go of the game that we all enjoy watching. All right, Danny, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the rest of the hot stove season. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.